praise God. Stand to your feet today if you would. Amen. I want you, if you have a Bible, to turn to the book of Exodus chapter 4. So, Sophia coming in the door, and uh, and uh, didn't know she'd recognize me in the mask, but she did. She did. I was I was uh, at at our local Walgreens. I'll I'll be real quick with this. I was at our local Walgreens, it's been several months ago, and when we had a lot of riots that were coming to Joliet, and our mayor, he's kind of rough and tumble, and so he went out with the police that night, and um, he, he kind of got into a scuffle. He, I mean, he's the mayor. I, I, don't even, I don't know why he was out there. The police were taking care of things, but he kind of got into a little scuffle out there had a little, that dust up caused things to, you know, uh, the paper got a hold of it, media got a hold of it, what's our mayor doing out there? And so there were, it's polarized, there were people on both sides, he should have, he shouldn't have, how many know what I'm talking about? So I'm in Walgreens, and there was two gentlemen in front of me, and they were talking about it, and they had, they had some real opinions about it. I'm standing behind them about six feet, and I've got my mask on. And after about ten minutes, one of them turns back to me and said, Are you the mayor? I thought about just, well, I thought about just kind of leading him on a little bit. But I didn't know if he was going to punch me or praise me. So I said, No, sir, I am not the mayor. Uh, you know, you can, you can cover up a whole lot, but you can't cover up anything when we come into the presence of the Lord. We, stand, we, might as well, we might as well open up our needs and open up our hearts. We ought to just cast our cares on Him. He cares for us. Amen. I'm here to get something from the Lord today. Anybody, anybody want to just come and stand before the Lord? I know you got your Bibles, but lift up that other hand and just begin to give him a little bit of praise before we read our text today. Lord, I'm praying that our ears would be open, our hearts and minds would be receptive. We love you today. We give you honor and glory. Your power and praise is, is evident in this house today, and we love you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Exodus chapter 4 and verse number 1. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 1. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken to my voice. They will not believe me, nor hearken to my voice. I want to preach a little bit today by the help of the Lord on this subject. Signs for believe, unbelievers. Signs for unbelievers and for me. Signs for unbelievers and for me. Bless us today, Lord. Let us open up our ears to hear in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated. A lot has happened in the book of Exodus from chapter 1 to chapter 4. In four chapters, we go from the birth of Moses who, who will, as we know, will be the Savior, the Deliverer of Israel. 
We know that we know that Moses, the ten plagues and the wandering in the wilderness, and then all that's transpired at Mount Sinai and Exodus 19. A lot has happened here. A setup for what's about to transpire. Moses, in the first 40 years of his life, he spent in the palace of Pharaoh. This isn't just any normal palace, if there is one. This is, this is the Egyptian dynasty. There is no more powerful home in the world. And Moses, he ran those corridors like a four-year-old schoolboy. He, he, he was just all boy running through there all through his life. The Bible said that because of his education, he was mighty in words and deeds. He, he, was, he was somebody to be reckoned with. Moses, he eventually realized that because of his position, he was in a place to deliver his brethren. He slayed the Egyptian, but it didn't turn out very well at all. He spent the next 40 years running from Pharaoh, who desired to kill him because he was in contention with the throne. He was trying to deliver the people of Israel. At 80 years old, from birth to 80 years old, Exodus chapter 4, the Lord comes and speaks to Moses from a burning bush, calls him to deliver, not under the strength of Moses, but, but under the anointing and the, and the direction of the Lord. Moses, after 80 years, his dreams had, had become nothing more than just uh, like, like fainting clouds dissipating at night. It was, it was gone. It was, it was drifting away. No, you, you've got the wrong man. They, they won't believe me and neither will they hearken my voice. The Bible tells us that, that God, he, He's going to give Moses some very clear signs that will cause the people to believe. Now, I, I, I know that we have signs for unbelievers. Has anybody ever said, when you're talking to those who are experiencing difficulty, I, I know the Lord can heal you. I know the Lord will deliver you. If he saved me, I know he can save you. We, we know what God can do, but I've often found it that when the Lord does it, I become very surprised as well. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you that God can heal, but when he does, I almost take a step back and say, well, look what the Lord has done. I, I want to know this. I believe that we're coming into a time. I'm just believing this from my heart. I'm believing this with faith that God give us some signs that we won't be surprised. Let it be so frequent. Let, let the unsaved get saved. Let the sick be healed. Let them be delivered. I want to see some signs that will convince us, the church, that Jesus Christ is doing exceedingly and abundantly in this world today. Come on, is anybody ready for revival? Anybody ready for a move of the Lord? Would you help me? Let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time today. Lord. I'm ready for something beyond the norm. I want to see something that we're just not used to and comfortable with. 
Listen, if everything that happens in the church is familiar and common, then there's not enough happening in the church. I want to be like that New Testament church that when it happens, it, it's new, it's unusual, it's God moving again. Come on, let's keep our eyes open. Let's be watching. Let's be waiting. And let's see what the Lord will do in this hour. Lord, I love you. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about Moses. It was his unbelief. I see in those first 17 or 18 verses, I, I know that the Lord speaks to him uh, concerning those unbelievers. But it was Moses. Don't, don't forget now. It was Moses that said, I, I'm, just a, I'm just a stutterer. I, I, my speech, it's, it's not adequate. I'm not very eloquent in speech. I'm not capable. He finally said, Lord, why don't you get somebody else who's able? Moses, those signs were more than just for unbelievers. Those signs were for Moses. He wanted Moses to know, I'm with you, and I'm with you every step of the way. Come on, he's with us, church. Hey, I've got, here's a news flash. COVID is going to be over someday, and the church is still going to be here. Trouble's going to move on, but we're still going to be steadfast. I want to tell you the church has experienced a whole lot worse and survived. I'm not about to throw in the towel now. The Lord is going to see us through. Anybody believe that? Amen. Here, here is the Lord. He's speaking to Moses. He says, what is in your hand? Moses said, I've got a staff in my hand. This was, this was a rod. It's a, it's a staff. It's used, for, it's used for so many things of, of just common, everyday occurrence. It's used by the old and the infirm. It's used to support them. It's used to even give defense. It's used by travelers as they make their way on the journey. The staff is like a seal. It's a sign. Sometimes inscribed was the owner's name. It's like a badge. It tells me who he is. It's a staff of a shepherd that's used to be, uh, give them security and a sure step while climbing those mountains. He beats the bushes, the foliage around to make sure that those, those adders, those serpents don't strike the sheep. It's about protection. It's about travel. It's about security. Hey, what do you have in your staff, Moses? Oh, this is, this is the staff that I've had uh, for a long time. He knew every inch of that staff. His, his, the oils in his hands have rubbed that staff till it, sh it was just bark, but now he's rubbed it shiny. It's something that he uses every single day. In the book of Mark, chapter 6, Jesus, he tells his disciples, he commanded them to go. But he said, don't take money, don't take a cloak, but he said, what I want you to do is take a staff only. You're still going to need that staff for defense, and you're going to need it for security. It was a staff. It was with them along the way. It's what gives us confidence. It's what gives us confidence and comfort. It's the protection. Listen, I, I don't know about you, but when I go through things like this, when I'm in, when I'm in an atmosphere like this, I have a tendency to re retreat to comfort zones. 
There are some things that bring security to me. Almost like a young child with that worn out, ragged, stuffed animal. But when that child goes to bed at night, it just brings comfort. Some of you are saying, what do you mean? I still got one. I'm looking for that thing that brings comfort, that thing that is, is secure, the thing that never, ever changes, that it's my defense, it's my security. And he said, throw it down. What happens, listen, I I hope I'm talking to somebody today. What happens when that thing that's secure, that thing that brings confidence, when we throw it down and it becomes a serpent? When everything else is in chaos, the only thing that I can really trust in, now it becomes a serpent. I want to tell you, you may be living in the most challenging times of your life and you're looking for that comfort and security but I want to tell you what happens when that turns into a serpent I want to tell you this that the devil he may not have caused our environment but he'll take advantage of the environment that we're in he'll try to bring insecurity to you he'll try to make you feel like you're not gonna make it all of a sudden you get insecure all of a sudden you feel like you're not protected I've come to tell somebody today The Lord is still in charge. He still got it all in his hands. There's, oh, I wish I could help. Somebody help me a little bit today. Come on, let's wipe the sweat off of our brow. Let's just be assured that the same God that we have felt here today, he's walking before me. He knows where I'm at. Uh, Here, well, watch this now. The Bible says it turns to a serpent. That serpent uh, that, that's where we're at. Sometimes we feel like that serpent's going to strike. What, what the devil means for evil, I want you to know that God can make it good. Here's, here's what was Moses' response. Moses' response was to run. He tried to get away. He tried to move. He tried to distance himself from the thing that was uh, seemingly most alarming. When, when Moses, he tried to get to a safe distance here's what the Lord said pick it up by the tail pick that serpent up by a table now I I don't I don't I, I would not claim to be a wild man today I'm not a wilderness man but I'm smarter than that anybody know what I'm talking about I'm not gonna pick up a dead snake let alone a live one by the tail. I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed. I'm probably not the brightest light bulb in the building, but I do know this. You don't pick up a snake by the tail. How many know that? Because when you pick up a snake by the tail, what's it going to do? It's going to bite you. God said, pick up that snake by the tail. I've come to tell somebody today, Don't pick up that snake by the head. In the book of Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, the Bible says, I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman, between the serpent, her seed, and your seed. And it's going to bruise the head of Satan. 
It may bruise your heel, but the head of Satan is going to be bruised. It was at the cross when Jesus Christ went to the cross. Oh, it bruised his heel. It gave him a little bruise on the foot. But on the third day, he rose again. That stone was rolled away, and everything the devil thought was his, death, hell, and the grave was overcome. God crushed his head. I want to tell you, there are some things you're not meant to pick up by the head. The Lord has already taken care of it. He's already going to grab that serpent by the head. And when he grabs it by the head, you can grab it by the tail. Oh. I want to tell you this. You can handle it. What God takes care of, you can handle. So here's what happens. We get in some problems sometimes. We get in some predicaments every now and then, and we want to grab that thing by the head. We want to handle it. When we get around stuff like we're experiencing right now, I've got my own way of handling things. I want to jump right in the middle of it. Come on. You're not meant to handle the head of the serpent. Why don't you back off and let Jesus take care of the head of the serpent? when he gets done, you can just reach down and grab it by the tail. I'm telling you, there still is safety. What are you trusting in today? When you trust in Jesus Christ, he'll crush the head of that serpent. You can handle anything that comes by your way. Come on, somebody say, I can handle it. Somebody stand to your feet and say, I can handle this. Come on, I can handle this. What are you going through right now? When's the last time you said, oh, I just can't handle this anymore? Oh, yes, you can. If the Lord's on your side, you can handle this. When Jesus is on your side, you don't have to feel insecurity. You don't have to, uh, I can handle this. Hey, I walked into this building today. You can be seated. I walked into this building today, and what I was feeling in this house, it made me know I can handle whatever the devil brings by my way. I can handle today. Somebody say amen. Here's what, here's what the writer in the book of Psalms, when he put pen to parchment, said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me beside the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Here's what I got to realize. It's not my staff to begin with. It's not my problem to begin with. God has this in control. You don't need to worry about what tomorrow's going to bring. You don't need to, uh, is anybody hearing me today? You don't need to worry about tomorrow. You don't need to, come on, let that anxiety, that insecurity. Don't worry about COVID. God, he's not, he's not taken by surprise. He's going to get us through depression or grief. I, I, I don't know. Now, this is probably not the refuge. This is just the church that I pastor. But I want you to know that these last several months have taken a toll on Life Church. 
Uh, it, it seems like there's a cloud that's just hanging over the air. It seems like there's just a little bit of, uh, of just doubt and depression and loneliness. Have some folks that haven't been to church for a while. Got some folks that are afraid to leave uh, their, their homes. Got some folks that are, are, are feeling paranoid and a little insecure. And the devil's trying to take advantage of it. I tell you what, I just feel like God. Uh, Lord, I, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I, I, don't know, I don't know about what's going to take place. I just know this. I joined the Apostle Paul when he says, I know how to be abased and I know how to be abound. In everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do this. I can handle this. Come on, church. It's time for us to square our shoulders. It's time for us to lift up our head and say, Lord, I can handle whatever's coming our way. I can handle whatever tomorrow brings. And if you believe that, clap your hands to the Lord. Now, isn't this life, if you have your Bibles open, look at verse number 6. I, I mean, th th this is the kind of day I don't even want to experience anymore. Moses has already, he's already handled snakes by the tail. He's already been around burning bush. The, the, the Lord has already given him uh, his marching orders. Surely this is about done but, but I want to tell you, one of the words that just jump out to me in this story is in verse number 6. And the Lord said, furthermore, furthermore, my response back is, you mean there's more? I I'm ready for this to be over. I, I don't want this to go anymore. I want to tell you this. Before Goliath ever came, there was a lion and a bear, and David took care of that. It just might be that these last few months have only been a bear or a lion. It could be that Goliath waits down the road someplace. But I've got good news for you. If you can handle this, you can handle that. You can handle anything coming down the pipe because God... He is still on the throne. We know that God has everything in control. Somebody say amen. Furthermore, not only, not only are you going to be able to handle whatever comes your way, but the Lord said to Moses, take your hand and put it into your bosom. When, when Moses put that into his bosom, it, it seemed like just such a, a pedestrian action it was it wasn't 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 difficult at all he put his hand into his bosom and, and when he did he uh you know the bible says in jeremiah chapter 17 that the heart is deceitful above all things it's desperately wicked and who can know it, it it's it's i don't always know my heart e even lately i have I have thought I was stronger. I, I thought I was stronger than I really am. I, I thought I was more confident than I really am. I even thought these last six months or so, I, 
I thought I was more stable than I am. But sometimes issues, sometimes problems begin to reveal things that you didn't even know were there. I, uh, I've even been thinking lately, the heart is so deceitful and wicked that, that I don't even understand some of those things that are there. The, the Bible tells us it's deceitful, it's wicked, and those things can get revealed to us at times. Now, what's bad is when I may be blind to it, but my wife's not always blind to it. She's, she's very quick sometimes. Now, she'll do it delicately, but she'll point out some of those things that, even just recently, she'll point out some of those things that are, I, I didn't even recognize were there, and, she, and I'll start to defend it. I'll start to say, no, you're wrong. And then a few days go by, and I'll realize, no, she's right. And matter of fact, just recently, she, she pointed something out, and I was, denied it. I said, no, that's not the case at all. And, and uh, because our heart is deceitfully wicked. And then I realized she was right. And so next day I had to get on the telephone and say, you know what? I, not to her, but I had to get on the telephone and say, I, I was wrong. I wasn't, I wasn't right at all. You know, you know, the Bible just has a way of, of revealing what's there. Moses put his hand in to his heart and when he pulled it out, it was leprous. It had leprosy all over it. Can you imagine the shock and the horror of seeing a hand that was leprosy, filled with leprosy? Now, you can run from the serpent. You can try to run from the conditions around you, but you can't run from you. You, you can run from events and other things and even other people, but, but when you realize it's you, you can't run from that. I, I see that leprosy, and I want to tell you that leprosy is contagious. He put it in close to his heart. That leprous heart, when he pulled it out, his hand was filled with leprosy. My heart can be so filled with leprosy, with bitterness and anger, can be filled with things that, that I think that are not even there, but it's so contagious that when leprosy comes, anything that you touch becomes leprosy. Anything that you handle becomes leprosy. If we've got ill will or bitterness, if we've got sin, if we've got things that we haven't been dealing with yet, when I touch my family, my family's going to experience the leprosy of my heart. Somebody get this, this today. When I look at myself, if I don't correct those things that are wrong, at relationships at work, blessings that God wants to bless me with, all of a sudden become cursings. They become leprous and cankerous. They become spotted, and it becomes something that, that I soil because of my own leprosy. I, I'm not always the guy I want to be. I've got to take care of those things. It's not just my circumstances. Sometimes i got to take care of it 
right here. The Bible tells us that he wanted to get rid of it. God reveals the things that are problematic in us. In the book of Hebrews chapter number 4, he said the word of God is quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces at times. Does anybody remember when the word of God pierced? It found its mark. It brought conviction. It pierces. It divides asunder the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It's a discernment of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. I want to tell you what God reveals. He's also able to heal. Whatever he exposes in our life, he's also able to take care of it. Come on, when we come to the house of God, I don't have to put on a suit. We don't have to put on a silk dress. We just come and say, Lord, here it is. I'm just, this is what I am, and I don't like it. But I want to tell you, God can heal anything that the Word of God reveals. I'm glad I'm at the right place. I'm at the place of healing and help and hope. Uh, whatever. Oh, God, I thank you right now. What you can't do, you can't cover it. You can't ignore it. You can't deny it. When the Word of God exposes who we are, I'll tell you what he wants you to do. He wants you to say, Lord, that's me. Truth, Lord, that's where I'm at. But when we come to that throne of grace, grace can cover anything that's a problem in my life. I'm glad. Listen, I just come to tell somebody today that God has a work. It's a miracle. He wants to bring signs, not just for unbelievers, but God, show me where I'm at. Take care of my problems and my circumstances. He wants to show himself strong on your behalf. That's what the Lord wants to do. Come on, somebody, help me worship the Lord just a little bit today. Praise the name of the Lord. It doesn't matter where you are. Church, I want you to know refuge is right in the palm of God's hand. He knows right where we are. There's not anything that can stand against us when we stand with the Lord. And I want to tell you this. As we go forward, where is your confidence? Where is our confidence? Is it in ourselves or is it in the Lord? I want God, when I go forward, when I move through life, when I, when I come through when I come through because it probably is not going to get a whole lot better. But I want to tell you the kind of environment that we're in would just cause the church to shine bright. He's got his hands still on the church. These miracles and signs and wonders, you know where they're going to be shown up first? Right here in the house of God. He's working on your behalf and mine. But stand to your feet. I'll tell you what he wants to do. He wants us just to come before him. All, all, that, all that inner turmoil, all that struggle, this stuff that, 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 that we're dealing with. Matter of fact, why don't you just do this right now? Why don't you just close your eyes, lift your face towards the Lord just in, just in, uh, in response to Jesus and say, Lord, I, I, I've been trying to do way too much on my own. I, I've been trying to rest way too much on my own. It's not by might or by power. I want somebody to know today that the Lord knows right where you are. 
we have gotten to the place like Moses where we're trying to back off and say, Lord, you got the wrong guy. But I want to tell you the Lord knows exactly who he's talking to. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what he wants to do through us. I'm glad I belong to him. Would you lift your hands to the Lord right now? Come on, he loves you. He knows where you're at. You can handle this. You can handle a home that maybe has lost its joy. You can handle a, a life that maybe is looking to build your faith back again. Maybe you're feeling that insecurity or loneliness. I'm telling you, there's been a toll that's taken over the last six months. Matter of fact, my, my son, while you still have your hands raised, my son the other day, when Life Church came back together, he said, Dad, it feels like we're a little rusty. Our worship got a little rusty. Our response got a little rusty. And I thought about it a moment, and I thought to myself, I feel a little rusty. I, I feel like I'm not operating where I need to be. I'm not operating where, where at, the, at the top of my game. But, Lord, it doesn't matter. I feel like I've lost it depression, oppression. It feels like the clouds have settled in. But Lord, I've realized I can handle this. I need the help of the Lord Jesus Christ and I can handle anything this world brings by my way. Heads bowed, eyes closed for just a moment. In just a moment, I'm going to invite somebody. If you're here in this house today and you have some difficulties that you've been experiencing personally or in your home. Maybe, maybe your family. Lord Jesus, I want you to touch us right now. I, I want you to build up somebody's most holy faith. I want you to give them strength today, Lord. I want you just to come and stand up near the front. We can still social distance up front. We've got ourselves uh, to the place where we're so far apart when I really what I need is I need the altar I need the touch of God I need to be reminded that the presence of the Lord he knows right where I'm at I'm going to invite you in just a little bit we've got some space up from wall to wall we've got some space up here I want you just to come and stand I'm going to believe that God's going to touch and speak to our hearts that the Lord is going to Come on, whether it be the circumstances that surround you, or, or maybe it's even closer than that. Maybe it's something that dwells on the inside that we need the Holy Ghost to take care of. Whatever it is, why don't we get honest enough with God to say, Lord, I need you today. I, I, I need a sign for unbelievers and for me. I need a sign today that you're walking with me. And helping with me. Is there anybody else? I'm going to open this up just a little longer. Just a little longer. Come on, if that's you. While, while others are coming, church, would you lift up your hands and maybe even stretch them towards the front? Just stretch them. Ah, oh, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, church, stretch them towards the front right here. We're in this together. We may be a little farther apart, but we're in this together. I'm telling you, God is on your side. He knows exactly what you're going through. You don't have to run from any circumstance. 
You don't have to hide, and you don't, even, you don't have to cover up those insecurities. Why don't we just present them to the Lord right now, and let's ask God, Lord, give us a sign, not just for unbelievers, but I need one right now. You've been asking the Lord to speak to your heart. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Magnify the Lord a little bit together now, and let's see what the Lord will do. Come on, church. I want you just to talk to him. God bless you. I'm asking the Holy Ghost to move in this altar right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, we need you right now. That's it. Come on, church. Let's enter in. Let's enter in. Let's push a little bit. I feel the Holy Ghost. I want the Lord to minister to you. I want the Lord to touch you. Come on, in a personal way. That's it with those hands raised. If our piano player could come back and just play something light on the keyboard. We're going to wait on the Lord for a little while. We're going to take a few minutes and say, Lord, you've got you've to know where I'm at. You, you have to walk with me. I feel like that serpent, that thing that I've been securely resting in, the comfort zone. I feel like it's turning to a serpent. No, 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 no. You can handle this. You can pick this up by the help of the Lord. God's on your side. The Lord is with you. If you're by a family member, why don't you lay a hand on their shoulder? Why don't you, come on, that's it, travail. Let the Holy Ghost begin to speak through you. When's the last time? Has it been a while? Has it been a while since you've been really just feeling the Holy Ghost like you needed to feel it? Let the Spirit speak through you. Come on, the Holy Ghost is on your side. The Spirit of the Lord is with us. Oh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.